Thanks for listening to the Northridge Christian Podcast. At Northridge, we exist to help people move closer to Christ. We believe that following Jesus is a journey, and we want to help you through that journey any way we can. We pray that you grow in your walk with God through this message today. So prepare your heart and mind for this teaching by our lead pastor, Mike Wares. Praise the Father, praise the Son, praise the Spirit, three in one. Amen? Amen. Amen. All right. Hey, that, that is by far my favorite song, and there's a story behind it. Uh, Kathy and I uh, were down in Florida, and it had been a hard season of ministry, and we were, we were getting away for a little bit of time, and I went to a friend's church. I was kind of bummed because he wasn't there that day, and, and uh, so, uh, you know, it just was... Uh, uh, kind of a sad time. And then this, the, this song, they started playing it. And this is the, the first line. If you remember, in the darkness they were waiting, I felt like that song was written to me. Without hope, without light. And then what happened is that song laid out God's plan. Laid out God's plan and how he would bring us out of that. And I, I just got to tell you, it ministered to me that day. I was bawling, just listening. First time I'd heard it, but I knew that song was for me. So uh, I, I just share that with you, and, uh, and that's important. Hey, did you guys read the paper this, the, yesterday? Okay, I don't know if you read it. That's Northridge. 1,000 acts of kindness, Amen. <laughs> I told you, Adam, we could do more than 1,000, but no, he said no, just 1,000. <laughs> Not really. So, uh, so uh, you know, that, that's, uh, this is what happens. This is 21 days of prayer, and I tell you what, we've seen God bless us in some pretty amazing ways during this time. Uh, you know, we, we collected over $12,000 for the people in Haiti. Uh, we, we, we collected $1,700 for the School Resource Center. We're feeding people today. Uh, we're feeding some of our first responders, and, and what an incredible blessing, Okay. Uh, and that happens because God's people come together, they pray, and release his power here. I'm going to talk to you today about God's plan for your life. God's plan for your life. And now, you know, if you're building something, and you're building something, well, whoa, what do you want? You want, you, you, you want some blueprints, right? So you, you got your blueprints, and you think, okay, I can figure out how to do that. And that's good. Hey, if you're going on a trip, we used to do this, not so much anymore. We used to get our maps out and figure out where we were going to go. I have a friend down in Florida. He's not, he's not right. I'll just tell you that. Um, this is how he plans his trip. If he was headed to the north from Orlando, he would get on the map and he would look at it and then he would have this plan written out. And it would say, from Orlando to Gainesville, we're talking about John 3.16. In Gainesville, we will make a, a food and bathroom stop. And then in Valdosta, when we get to Valdosta, that's a gas and bathroom stop. But going there, we'll be talking about why Fords are better cars than others. And every way along the way, he has a plan. And he says, I want my kids to know how much they can drink because we're not stopping for two hours. He had a plan, right? He had that map and he figured out all that stuff. And then there's these famous plans that we have. Uh, if you've ever bought any of that cheap Swedish stuff from Ikea, it's, uh, this is actually the plan on how to take it apart so you can put that part that you forgot back in. Okay, so you, you, you get an idea. Now, this, I'm just saying this because there's something that you need to know. The second, and this is the Sermon on the Sentence today, the second most important thing you, you need to know is God's plan for your life. The second most important thing that you need to know is God's plan for your life. The first one, I hope you all have settled this, is that Jesus is your Lord and Savior. 
And so what I'm going to do today is I'm going to just give you four reasons why you need to be following God's plan. Four reasons of why you need to be following God's plan because sometimes the reason we don't follow something is because we don't believe that it is the best for us. And so we're going to look at that today, and this is the first one. God's plans for you are good. God's plans for you are good. Jeremiah 29, 11, we looked at this a few weeks ago, and we're going back to it today. He says, for I know the thoughts that I think toward you. That word thoughts could also be translated plans. It says the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil to give you a future and a hope. So the idea here is that you need to understand when we read this, God's plan for you is good. God's plan is for our good. He is for us. He is not against us. It says there that he wants to have, uh, have us have peace. Now, peace in that time was so much more. It's about health. It's about prosperity. It's about uh, a good soul. It's about a good heart. It's a clear thinking. It's about opportunities. So when you said peace to somebody in that time, it was much more than an absence of conflict. And God says, that's what I want. I, I want to prosper you. Now, I don't know if y'all have ever looked at the Bible this way, but it's kind of a a neat thing when you look at it. At the beginning of the Bible, where are they? They're in paradise, the Garden of Eden. At the end of the Bible, where are we ending up? In heaven. That's another paradise. The beginning and the end of the Bible. The Bible starts in paradise and the Bible ends in paradise. In the middle is where we've gotten off track, where we didn't follow God's plan, and then what happens? We're not in paradise. So I, I just want you to understand that God wants for us the very best. God wants for us the very best. Now, these people that, that Jeremiah was writing to, they were in captivity. And let me tell you what they're thinking. I know what God is thinking. I know what God is thinking. He wants to find me doing something wrong so he can zap me so that he can punish me. He's looking for a way. And what does God say to them? He says, my thoughts are to bring peace and prosperity and help to you. So I simply say to you here, is you, you said this to somebody before, I bet. I, I bet some of you all said this to somebody. I know I have. I know what you're thinking. I know what you're thinking. And sometimes we would even say that to God. I know what you're thinking. And the people of Jeremiah would say, I know what you're thinking, God. You want to punish me. But then God says, no, this is what my thoughts are. I want to bring you peace. I want you to prosper. I want you to have a great life. Now, I want you to understand something. Our concept of who God is, our concept of who God is will determine, will determine how we live for him. Okay? If you have a picture of God, he's up there standing on the edge of heaven, looking down, waiting to nuke us, okay, waiting to zap us with, with, a, with a lightning bolt. Can I tell you what? You've got a bad concept of God. And if that's your concept of God, you know what you're going to do? You're going to run and hide from him constantly because you don't want him to see you. But if you have a picture of God that is loving and wants the best for you, wants to help you, and is for you, what do you do? You stand before him. You come to him. And it changes the way that you live. Newsflash here. Satan wants to distort our view of God. Satan wants to distort our view of God. And he does it so many ways. 
And, and so I, I just simply tell you, you gotta be in God's word. You gotta be where we are this morning to hear, hear about him and to sing about him so that these truths will get into our hearts and minds and they will help us follow God. First thing you gotta know is God's plans for you are good. Second thing that I want you to understand, God's plans for you were made before you were born. God's plans for you were made before you were born. God has been thinking about you and wanting you to join him and do what he wants you to do for a long time. He planned your life. Listen to what it says in Jeremiah 1.5. He says, before I formed you in the womb, before you were set apart, before you were born, I set you apart, I appointed you as a prophet to the nations. Before you were conceived, is what he's saying to Jeremiah, I had a plan for you. I, I, I've been counting on you, I've been planning for you, I, I, I wanted you to do that. Then we go to Psalm 139. Your eyes saw my unformed body. All the days ordained for me were written in your book before one of them came to be. God has had a plan for our lives. And you know, I, I think every single one of us has it. And whether we follow it or not, that's up to us. I, 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 you know, I have some crazy thoughts sometimes, and some of y'all are going to say, yeah, this is probably crazy. Can you imagine Elvis Presley if he had followed God's plan for his life? I, I think he could have teamed up with Billy Graham. I don't think he followed God's plan for his life. Elton John. Can you imagine if Elton John was writing worship songs? You see, I believe every single one of us has a plan. And when we, when we follow it, we get into our sweet spot. I, I want you to hear this. We are not afterthoughts in God's minds. We are not afterthoughts in God's mind. God actually has a plan for us in, in everything we do. Let, let me explain it to you this way. A number of years ago, I went to a, uh, I, I went to a retreat. There were eight uh, ministers and, and Bob Russell's ministries asked us to come to this retreat. And uh, Bob Russell led the largest church in America for a long time, Southeast Christian in Louisville, and now he does these retreats. And uh, so I said, well, yeah, I'll go. And he says, well, just get yourself to uh, Louisville and we'll take care of the rest. So I got on a plane, went to Louisville. I figured they would take us somewhere in a, in, in a van and that's how we would do it. No, there was this lovely couple that picks me up at the airport. They have one of those signs and, and they say, Mike Wears. And so they, they grab my luggage and they take me out to their car. And it's a fairly nice car, you know, nicer than anything I've ever driven. And I get in their car and they say, we need to take you to lunch. And they took me to the most incredible restaurant. I'll just tell you, it was, it was amazing. The service was great and the food was a local restaurant. It was incredible. And then they took me the 30 miles to the retreat center. And they said, you need to go in there and get your key. And then they drove off. They had my luggage. That, you know where my luggage ended up? It was in the room. They took care of me. So I went up to the room, I get to the room, and there on the bed was a shirt with my name on it. And then there was a notebook with all the notes that we were gonna get in it. And then there was a journal there with, with my name on it. There was a book uh, that Bob Russell, Bob Russell had written and it had his name in it. And there was this, this basket full of incredible things that, that just snacks and stuff like that. And so I'm looking at all this and the knock comes on the door and there's Bob Russell. And uh, he says, I just wanna stop by and welcome you and say hello. And, and he talked for about 10 minutes and asked me what I wanted to learn during this time. And so we, we talked and then he says, well, dinner is at 5.30 tonight. And uh, he says, show up downstairs in the dining room. So I did. And I tell you what, it was the most incredible meal that I've ever had. 
until the next night, okay? <laughs> it was just crazy. So the next day, we went through some things in the morning, and then he said, I got a treat for you guys this afternoon. He says, we're going to go to the Louisville Slugger Bat Factory, and we're going to meet Jack Hellreich, the owner, and he's going to give us lessons on leadership. And we go there, and I mean, we get to see the whole place. They have batting cages, and I think I hurt myself trying to hit a ball. It was amazing. And then I got to hold Babe Ruth's bat. The one of the bats that he had used. And we hear Jack Hellreich, and he gives us all sorts of pointers. And then as we're leaving, this is what they gave me. They gave me a bat. And right here, it has my name engraved on it. Pretty cool, eh? And they spelled it right. That's even better. So, listen today, R. Uh, but, you know, that, that, so, so after that, he said, well, we got a special place to go to dinner tonight. And I, I'd never been to this place before. They're, they're around Ruth's Chris Steakhouse. And we go into Ruth's Chris Steakhouse, and, and there on the table, they've already ordered a lot of, of side dishes. Because you, you get your meat and your side, and you order separately. But he wanted us to all make sure we got what we wanted. And so there's food all over the place. And I mean, it was just incredible. And I, just the whole thing was incredible. And then we get right down to the very last day, and he, they hand us two envelopes. And they said, one of those envelopes is, uh, is for your wife since she couldn't come. And inside it was a $100 bill. Well, these guys really thought this thing through. And then in the other envelope was the cost of the retreat that I had sent them. Can I tell you what I felt? They had a plan and they worked that plan. And when I left that place, I felt encouraged. I felt loved. I, I, I felt like I was on top of the world if we only realized the plan that God had for us and would work with him for it. Can I tell you what? It would change our mindset. We would know that God loves us, wants us, and is for us. You see, we're not an afterthought. Okay? God's plans are good. Okay, you got that? And they're good for us. And God has been planning for us for a long time. And I just want you to understand that well, the thing that we need to do is simply to thank God for who we are. Because he planned for you for a long time. Thank God for who you are. Third thing I want you to understand as we look at this, and this is it, God's plan cannot be thwarted. God's plan cannot be thwarted. God is going to do what God is going to do with or without you. God is going to do what God is going to do with or without you. I want you to hear that because, because when I think back to, to, to Elvis Presley leading worship with, with Billy Graham or Elton John writing worship songs, you know what? Those songs were sung and there are people writing worship today. And you know what Elvis Presley and Elton John missed? They missed the blessing that God had for them. Listen to what it says in Jeremiah 29 and 14. He says, I will be found by you, declares the Lord, and I will bring you back from captivity. I will gather you from all the nations and places where I have banished you, declares the Lord, and will bring you back to the place from which I carried you. It's pretty definitive, isn't it? God is going to do it, and God is going to do what God is going to do, whether you are part of it or not. God tells his people, I want you to be free. God tells his people, I, I want to bless you. And he's going to do it 
as long as we cooperate. He's going to do it as long as we cooperate. And he will never force us to do something we don't want. And now this is what I want you to hear. You can either join with him or not. This is what it says in, in Romans 11 and, and verse 29. It says, for God's gifts and his call are irrevocable. God's call and his gifts are irrevocable. God has set a course for your life and it's not gonna revoke it. The only thing that's gonna make it go wrong is when you don't follow it. Let me explain to you this way. You probably have a GPS or you use your phone to help you get somewhere, right? Let's say I decide that I wanna go to Miami, okay? So I get out on the road and I make a wrong turn and I discover I'm in Alabama, okay? (laughs) But what is that little thing constantly doing? Recalculating, recalculating. Every wrong turn is trying to tell me either turn around and go back or show me a better way to get there. Can I tell you that's what our God does? We may get off on the wrong side of things. We, We may head in the wrong direction, but what is he already doing? He's recalculating so that we can be within his will and do what he has planned for us. That, that, that's so important for us to realize. And, and this is what I'm going to tell you right now. There's somebody in this room, there's somebody in this room that's saying right now, you don't know what I've done. You don't know where I've been. You don't know the mess I've made of my life. Well, what I would simply tell you this is God is recalculating and he can get you back on track if you will do what he says. Listen to what it says in Romans 8 and 28. Romans 8, 28 says, and we know that in all things... All things, now that, that, that all things is all things, okay? Doesn't matter where you end up, doesn't matter what you've done. God works for the good to those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. Those who love him, that's the key. Do you love him and do you want his, do you want his, his plan for your life? So I, I want you to understand, for those who are maybe sitting in this room right now saying, again, you don't know what I've done, You don't know the sin that I've committed. This is what I want you to hear, is that our sin is not greater than the blood of Jesus Christ. Our sin is not greater than the blood of Jesus Christ. I should get a better amen than I got there, okay? You got to help this preacher out, okay? Our sin is not greater than the blood of Jesus Christ. Amen? That's it, folks. And, and, and if we are willing to love him and turn back to him, uh, the recalculation will always be happening. God is going to do what God is going to do with or without you, but he wants you to be a part of it and he wants to bless you, all right? So God's will for you is good. God's will has been being planned for a long time. God's will will not be thwarted. And then the last thing I would have you understand is that God's plan for your life is progressive. God's plan for your life is progressive. We stop God's work in our lives when we disobey. Let's say I want to go to Atlanta and I get to Covington and I stop. Am I going to get there? No. Because I stopped. Unless I continue down the road and continue moving in the right direction, I'm not going to get there. I I can get to the end of the road and and stop. I'm not going to get to where I'm going if I don't continue. And God's will is that way. It's progressive. Listen to what it says in Jeremiah 29. And, And it says this, Then you will call on me and come and pray to me, and I will listen to you. You will seek me and find me when you seek me with all of your heart. 
when you seek me with all of your heart. There's a little bit of work on our part. There's a little bit that that we have to do. And this is what I, I would tell you. Just simply take one step at a time, trusting and believing God has a great plan for your life and he will make the best of your situation. Just take one step at a time, trusting and believing God has the best for you and he's gonna make the best of the situation. A number of years ago, I had a person that came to me and they were complaining about their spiritual life. They said, my, my spiritual life is stagnant, it's not good. And so I worked with them for a while and I worked with them for a while and it just didn't seem like we were getting anywhere. And God, God kind of gave me, I guess, a word of knowledge and, and he just said, ask this person if they're baptized. And I said, well, I know they are. They, they've been in the church forever, surely they are. And, and, and so uh, God said, ask them if they're baptized. So I said, hey, have you ever given your life to Jesus Christ and been baptized? He said, no, uh, that's just too embarrassing to get up and do that. I said, whoa, dude. I said, now, now you know what it says, what Jesus' last words were. He said, go into all the world baptizing people in the name of the Father and the Holy Spirit. You know what Peter said on the day of Pentecost to repent and be baptized? He says, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. It's embarrassing, and, and I, I, I don't want that. I don't think it's necessary. And you know what? It wasn't long before he left the church, and he's not involved anymore. Why? Because God's will is progressive, and when you say no to God, it's not going to get you anywhere. You're going to be stuck. Why would you say no to God? Because he has a plan that is absolute best for you. Okay? And he's been planning for you forever. You should feel very loved and that he wants you. And on top of that, you can't, you can't stop God. God is going to do what he's going to do. The only way you're going to stop him is if you say, hey, I'm not going to follow anymore. And so it's progressive. It's that simple. It's that simple. Second most important thing that you can know is the will of God. And you will be blessed by it. You guys, have, if you've been around here very long, my favorite restaurant is in St. Augustine, Florida. It's called Osteen's. <laughs> they have the best shrimp. I mean, for $8.95, you get these six huge shrimp, two sides, hush puppies. And, and you know, the, the sides are, are uh, you know, I, I, they're, they're just incredible. They're, they're homemade. I talk about that with excitement, okay? And you know what? If you and I were begin to realize how good God's plan for us is. We would talk about it with excitement. We would jump in, all in. We would do whatever he would ask us to do. You know, we, 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 we would want to be there. You know, if we were to ever get our eyes and our hearts wrapped around what God wants for our lives, can I just tell you, it, it wouldn't be hard to get us excited about it. That's the key. Right now, we're gonna take a meal, okay? Communion. And in this time of communion, I just simply tell you, you're going to be holding the, 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 the elements that represent the body of Jesus and the blood of Jesus. And that's the best thing that he could ever do. Why? Because his will for you is to spend all eternity with him. His will for you is to start now being a part of his kingdom and to march with him directly into to heaven. But it starts when we realize the good gift that he's given us. And when we realize how good that is, can I tell you what would happen? We'll jump in with both feet. 
So in these next few minutes, the, the, the communion stations are up front, in the middle, and in the back. You can grab your communion. You can think about it. You can just spend some time with God. And, and, and I just simply tell you, I'm going to come back up because uh, this morning when I was praying, God just kind of laid some stuff on my heart that I want to share with you um, that, that I think is important. So, uh, Father, right now, help us just to spend these next few minutes with you. Hearing you knowing that you love us, knowing that your plan for us is good. Speak to us now, Father, for I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Have you ever been on a trip and you're going down the road and you get to a place and the road is blocked and you have to take another out? And can I just tell you, sometimes Satan puts up some roadblocks. And so what I want to do right now is just for you to bow your heads for me, okay? Bow your heads. And uh, I'm going to tell you about three roadblocks that I think are really common to us. The first one is simply a, um, just a, a, a bad concept of who God is. Sometimes because of preaching that we've heard, sometimes because of the way that we viewed God, is we think that he's ticked and he's waiting for a reason just to punish us. And I want you to hear this. If that's where you are, can I tell you, that's not who our God is. Our God loves us so much that he gave his son for us. And he is not waiting to nuke us or zap us or to do anything like that. 
He's waiting to bless us. Holy Spirit, right now, Holy Spirit, right now, I just ask you to do your work. You're the one that convicts of sin, but we know that's to bring us closer to Jesus. And uh, Father, we just, we ask right now in this time that every single person in this room can get a clear picture of who you are. Father, I just pray you'll work in their hearts and their minds. I, I pray that you would draw them to your word. I pray that you would draw them to, to their knees so that they could talk with you and realize how wonderful and great you are. And so, Father, I just ask you to clear up any misconception about who you are today. The second roadblock is condemnation. We think God is condemning us because of something that we've done in our past. We know that Satan is the accuser and that he will remind us of that. And it's so easy to get caught up here. And, and, uh, and you know, it is all about condemnation. And I will tell you, Romans 8, 1 says, there is no condemnation in Jesus Christ. And what I want you to hear here is that, that, that if you are feeling condemned, if you are feeling like God couldn't love you, if you're feeling like God uh, could, couldn't use you, can I just tell you, that's a lie straight from the pit of hell. And, and, and uh, that's what Satan wants to teach you. But my understanding of God's word is that he is good and that he is for us and that he's willing to forgive and he's willing to show mercy and he's willing to pick us up and dust us off and put us back and recalculate our path. Father, right now, if there's anybody in this room that's feeling like they are condemned, oh, Father, I, I pray that you would just pour your love out on them. Uh, Father, I pray that your spirit would convict them of your great mercy, of your great love. I just ask you to work in them. Work in them so that they will know that you are the God that loves. You are the God that forgives. You are the God that shows mercy. Father, I just ask that, that they not leave here today without talking to somebody so that they can hear that they're forgiven. Mm. The third one is just what I would call lukewarmness. There isn't a fire, there isn't a passion. Uh, there, 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 isn't, there isn't anything that, that just drives you. You know, in Revelation it says, you know, I, I wish that you were hot or cold, uh, but you're lukewarm, so I spew you out of my mouth. And that's, a, that, that's a, a bad place to be, I'll just say it. And the reason we get lukewarm is because we don't really know that God has a good plan for our lives. And if you and I were ever to realize the plan that he has for us, it would excite us. If we were ever to realize how good and great he is, that would excite us. And so I, 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 I'm just saying right now, if you find yourself in that place of, of compromise, that place of lukewarmness, I, I'm just telling you, ask God. Ask God to light a fire under you. Ask him to show you his plan for your life. Father, right now, I, I know lukewarmness is, 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 boy, is a bad place to be. And so, Father, I am just uh, praying today that if there's anybody in this crowd that isn't fully committed, that doesn't have a fire burning in their soul for you, a passion, Father, I pray that you would work in them, that you would ignite that fire. The Holy Spirit, you would, you would come and, and, and guide them to the place where they are, are so excited about who you are. So work in us right now.
work in us right now, that we might be on the road that you want us to be on. That it won't be because we have a, don't have a great picture or, or because we're compromising or, or because we feel condemned, but help us to stand and know that you are our God and that you're good. I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks for listening to this message. You can keep up with what's happening at Northridge on your mobile device through our Northridge Christian app. If you have any questions about Northridge, you can contact us at info at